Hi, this is Elliot Fishman. It's a pleasure to be here on our latest podcast. And this is sort of our pre-RSNA podcast. And uh, it is really a pleasure to have the next guest with us. And it's really an honor to uh, welcome Deanna Haas from GE Healthcare. Deanna is the Global Cardiac CT Marketing Manager for GE. I've heard her speak in many meetings. She participates in the uh, GE Hopkins meetings we've been running on Saturdays. New York, L.A., Indianapolis, Nashville, and Chicago. And she's done a terrific job. And she's in Washington uh, at another cardiac meeting. And uh, she was kind enough to drop by. She'll be doing several lectures with us today. And you'll be seeing those separately as vodcasts. And they'll be terrific. In the meantime, I thought, while I had Dion here, I would ask her some questions. And Dion, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Nice to see you again, Dr. Fishman. Let me just ask you a few questions that... Uh, I have, and I'm sure most of our readers have. I know you've been doing cardiac CT for well over six years. Have you been amazed at how fast things have changed, particularly over the last 12 to 18 months? Well, you know, cardiac CT has been an exciting field. I, d I joined cardiac CT about six years ago. I first started in um, advanced applications where I went out and trained the customers. And now, you know, I moved into the marketing manager's position. But it is really exciting to see how the growth of CT has occurred. I mean, if you remember when we first started doing cardiovascular CT, it was really just calcium scoring using an electron beam scanner. And it was taking um, patients in with very low risk and seeing if they had any calcification in their vessels um, and understanding their risk of cardiovascular disease. But when I came over to um, GE Healthcare to do the job as advanced applications of cardiac CT, we actually were starting to look at coronary artery disease. And I remember the first time I was out with a physician and doing a cardiac CT exam, we first started on our four slice scanner and it took about a 40 seconds um, to do an exam. But it was an exciting, we did a patient, I remember, it was my third patient ever and her brother had recently died of a heart attack and they had did a nuclear medicine scan on her other brother and he had severe heart disease. So she was really nervous and she happened to be a nurse in the facility and we did a coronary CTA on her and we read her exam, we read it out as normal and she gave me a hug. And that was you know, my first introduction and how this um, exciting technique of cardiovascular CT can change the way patients are done. We've moved up to the 8 slice and then the 16 slice, and now we're on the 64 channel CT. And I think this is the first time we've really seen where physicians have been really excited, both from the radiologists and the cardiologists, and how it's going to change the way we manage patients. You know, this is the first type of exam that will be non-invasive and actually looking at coronary artery disease and potentially, hopefully, eliminating other exams like a cardiac cath, or maybe in some instances, even a nuclear medicine exam. Because when you think of the best thing with cardiac CT is its high negative predictive value of about 97%, where when we look at the coronaries and the coronaries are normal, we can assure the patients that they have a normal coronary um, tree and they don't have heart disease and maybe their chest pain then is due to another area. So it has been really exciting. You know, the other area in cardiovascular CT that I think has changed the way physicians are looking at this is processing has really changed and improved. When we first started doing cardiac CT, I think it took about 45 minutes to an hour to read an exam, and that was on a four-slice scanner. Now with the 64-channel scanners that are out in the market and the new post-processing software, you know, a normal exam can be looked at and reviewed in about five minutes, 
and an abnormal scan will take about 5 to 15 minutes depending on where the disease is. So we can see this moving in real time now into clinical practice and all physicians can do it, both radiologists and cardiologists. So really when I look at the advancements, that's probably one of the most exciting areas that we've seen. Looking into the future then on where this technology can go, we hopefully look in the future that it will be in all radiology departments, cardiology departments, and looking at cardiac disease from first onset of patient disease. So it is very exciting. And I look at it just in about you know 10 to 15 years, and my family members will not have to go and get a cardiac cath maybe, and they can go and actually have a CT coronary exam first. I always like to ask difficult questions and complicated questions, and we always all think deep and complicated thoughts. But you know, with cardiac CT, after all is said and done, after we give these lectures, the question we most commonly get is, Okay, you told me everything, but how do I really do a cardiac CT scan? So, Diana, answer that question. How do you recommend we do a cardiac CT? So, how do we do a cardiac CT exam? You know, I think the biggest fear of cardiac CT for the technologists is really they don't know their heart anatomy. I'm a technologist by trade, and we went to x-ray school. We weren't taught the heart. You learn the overview and the basics of the heart, but that's some of the biggest fears. But when you think about doing a cardiac CT, it's actually a very easy exam to do, especially when you're learning on a 64 slice. So when you do the exam, you bring the patient into the room. Some sites of ours have monitoring areas where they actually place the leads onto the patient. They connect them to the ECG monitor, and then they see if their heart rate is in the range to do a coronary CTA. Most of our sites will scan patients below 70 beats per minute, and they are administrating some types of beta blockers with physicians. Um, once their heart rate was in the range to do the scan, they then place the patient on the table and they actually um, place an anacubital IV catheter in to inject the contrast material for the patient for the coronary CTA. Once the patient is set up for the exam, they easily then place the patient into the CT scanner and the text goes out to the council and programs the CT exam. These exams are all pre-programmed into the CT scanner so the technologist can just select cardiac CT and then it walks them through the process. So first of all, in a cardiac CT exam, you'll do a scout image. The scouts will come up and then the technologist will place the location lines over the heart and they look at both an AP and a lateral view. Some people just do an AP view, which is fine. Once the scout exam has been taken, your sites will decide they may or may not do a calcium scoring exam. A calcium scoring exam is just a perspective gated cardiac CT exam where they just take one single phase of information in the diastolic heart cycle and they scan through the heart and then they process these images ungated and look at the calcium score. Once they see the calcium scoring exam, they then move on to what's called a timing bolus or smart prep. And this is actually an exam where that they can see where the contrast is in the heart so they know the timing of when the contrast is going to be received into the coronary arteries and then from there they determine what the prep delay time is if they're doing a timing bolus and then that prep delay time goes into the coronary CTA exam. Now if they're doing what's called smart prep that is an exam where the contrast is going in and you're doing real-time monitoring and then you can start the coronary CTA exam to follow. So that is a choice between um, doing a timing bolus or what we call smart prep. From there, they do the coronary CTA exam. The coronary CTA exam is done from the coroner to the 
apex of the heart um, and it's scanned in a thin slice so a 0.625 millimeter on the GE Lightspeed VCT scanner and they just cover through the heart and the scan takes about five heartbeats or five seconds to do the entire exam. Once the coronary CTA exam is done, the images are networked over to the workstation and then processing can become. Now when you do a coronary CTA exam, you're doing what's called a helical acquisition or you're scanning throughout the full cardiac cycle. So most of the people will actually review the images in the diastolic phase, but you are able to produce the images from systole to diastole and then also look at functional information of the heart along with the coronary CTA exams. That the technologist can have processed and sent over to workstation very easily. Once the CT exam is done, which usually takes about 10 to 15 minutes in a trained site, um, the images are sent over to the workstations or the PAC systems, and then the physicians can read them. When we look at processing the imaging, there's a couple different ways we can process. Most of our sites look at them in Axial or what's called a 2D review, and then other sites looked at them in curve reformats or MPVR views. So the whole process of a coronary CTA exam now is anywhere from about five to 15 minutes on the CT exam table, five minutes if you're just doing a calcium scoring, about 15 minutes if you're doing a full coronary CTA, and then about five to 10 minutes to process an exam. There will be some times when you have some difficult exams that may take about 20 to 25 minutes, depending if the heart rate actually accelerated during the scan or they have some severe um, anatomy or a lot of calcifications in the vessels, you will have to look at the vessels in a couple different views. Okay, recognizing we've seen these incredible changes, has everything that's possibly going to be discovered been discovered, as someone once said, or what's going to be new for cardiac CT at RSNA in the GE booth? What secrets, what exciting stuff are you going to show the visitors? So what is new in cardiovascular CT? Um, we're really excited this year to introduce a couple new and hot areas with the cardiovascular CT. And first of um, one, we're going to be announcing a software called Vessel IQ. And Vessel IQ is really going to be a software dedicated to vascular imaging and vascular processing. And some of the just top couple applications that we'll be doing is we'll be actually doing zero-click bone removal for both the head and neck. So when you're looking at aneurysms in the brain or you're looking for a carotid stenosis, you now can automatically, with a click of a button, actually um, remove the bone structures in the head and in the neck so that you can easily review um, carotid or vascular anatomy in the brain. We're then going to introduce what's called a once-click stenosis analysis tool called our Quick AVA. And what this will be doing is as you actually place a point, or some people will choose to place two points on a vessel, it automatically will bring up that um, vascular structure, your aorta, your carotid, your coronary, in a lumen view with then cross-sectional and MPVR views. And it will automatically do a stenosis measurement for you without you touching the software at all. So it's really excited to have automatic stenosis tool measurements for the physicians. Once the stenosis is placed, if for some reason the software doesn't pick the exact location, you can actually move the stenosis area um, and then get a new real-time stenosis and your automatic software will just update for you. And then the other thing we're going to have is a new semi-automated tool for um, 
thrombosis of the aorta. So when you're looking at stent grafts, you'll now be able to look at the true and the false lumen. When we look at vessel IQ for the cardiac application, what's exciting is I see a lot of my physicians, especially um, the cardiologists, actually looking more in a 2D review format where they're just looking at thick MPRs or axial images and they're reviewing the coronary vessels. Well, when they see an area of disease, they want to go into the more extended post-processing, the curved V-formats, the lumen views, and the cross-sectionals. Now they can quickly just deposit a point or two points in the vessel, and it automatically launches into our vessel analysis software without losing the coronary um, MPVR views that they were reading from. So it's really exciting to see the new vessel IQ software be introduced into the market here at RSNA. And secondly, what we're going to be introducing is what's called our Snapshot Cine software, and we're really excited about this software. This is a new um, acquisition mode in our Snapshot Imaging line, and what it is is it's an axial step-and-shoot mode or a perspective gating mode to do coronary CT. So what we're going to be doing now is we're going to be giving the users an option to either do helical scanning or this perspective, perspective axial scanning, which is called snapshot cine acquisition. And it's gonna acquire the information from the diastolic heart cycle from the different cardiac image locations. So basically, we're gonna once again connect our patients up to the ECG monitor, and we're gonna do a scan now for the coronaries prospectively gated. And we'll be acquiring the information in the diastolic phase. What's interesting this and exciting about this is this can reduce the dose to the patient up to about 70%. And talking to some of my sites right now, we have this installed at 10 sites globally. Um, here in the U.S., we have a site in Paris and a couple sites down in Japan. And what's exciting is one of our sites in the U.S. now has done over 100 patients, and his average dose of this exam is 2.7 millisievers in this 100 patients. And that's based off of the chest um, algorithm for calculating millisievers. So with the... Um, average millisievers about 2.6. This is what we've seen over 100 exams. We do assume for our users when they start out, you're going to be about a 4 to a 6 millisiever exam for cardiac CT. But once you get experience, you can really lower the dose to your patient. And when you think about this and you're looking at follow-up exams or asymptomatic patients or younger females, this is a new option to do coronary CTA where we're just collecting the information in the diastolic heart cycle. Now, an interesting question that I just got recently at a conference is, well, Deanne, do you really freeze the motion of the heart at just end diastolic phase? And you know the answer is yes. Like I said earlier, I've been doing cardiac CT for about six years. I've probably processed more than 10,000 coronary CTA exams over those years. And when you look at um, the images and you look at cases below 65 beats per minute, probably 95 to 99% diastolic phase will freeze the motion of the heart. Now you may get a blurring in a certain area, but from what our physicians have said, and I've talked to over six of them doing the snapshot any technology, is there are times that they may have wanted another phase, but when you think about the dose savings, and when they're comparing the results to the casts that they're looking at right now, they have not misdiagnosed any type of exams that they've seen so far. So we're very excited that this technology will be a new option that our users can use, and it's an option that will lower the dose at about 70%. So when you look at doing cardiac CT, 
Now on the GE Lightspeed VCT scanner, you can either do a helical exam or you can do the new snapshot cine exam. So what we're recommending to our sites, if the patient has a lower heart rate and it's more stable, go ahead and use snapshot cine. If the patient's heart rate is varying or they want to scan higher heart rates, because we have sites scanning heart rates in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, we have a children's center out in UC San Diego that scans at 140 and 170. It's great with children because they have high heart rates, but they are very stable. They're going to use helical exams. You know, when we look at selecting these patients, the other thing that, you know, I look at, and we will be doing more um, research and understanding from our physicians, is but if a patient comes into a CT scanner and they've already had a nuclear scan or they had an ultrasound and you have the functional information, you really don't need to do a helical exam because you're just going to be diagnosing the coronaries and the structures and you'll see these coronaries and structures in the diastolic phase. If the patient comes in it's the first test and they would like to look at functional information, you always have the helical exam there. So they're really a complementary technology to each other. But we will be demonstrating these images at RSNA this year. So that's pretty much what's new in the cardiovascular front. There'll be a lot, a lot of other different technologies that you will see other than cardiac CT also being discussed at RSNA this year. In the beginning of CT, processing of images was very time consuming, was very difficult, it was very stressful for the radiologists or technologists. Today, 2006, moving into 2007, how long does it really take to process the images? So post-processing, post-processing is an interesting um, question that you would ask. Um, you know, earlier I discussed that when we first started doing cardiac CT, it probably took around a half an hour to 45 minutes to do an exam. Well, when you look at it and how post-processing has changed in the six years that I've worked here, we're already on our fifth revision that we're working on currently today on processing cardiac exams. And when you look at six years and five new software revs, that's a lot of different software iterations that we've done. But our customers are telling us different things that they need, and what we're doing is every time we're processing new exams and we're giving out new software, we're learning new ways to improve the reading so that you can actually read a case in about five to 10 minutes now. So our customers have a couple choices on the CardIQ Express software. Um, the first option they have, of course, is just to review the axial images. Now, most customers will, when they open up a coronary CTA exam, review the axial images, number one, to look at the best phase if they did a helical exam, and number two, just to give a general overview of the heart. But then you have an option of doing 2D review or what we call our vessel analysis. Now 2D review is a quick way to look at the coronary arteries and it was actually a protocol that was developed with one of our physicians um, at one of our cardiology sites and basically what the software does is it comes up in a preset protocol and it steps you through looking at the greater vessels of the heart, the right coronary, the LCX and LAD and these images are in a thicker MPR about a 4.0 MPR view and then alongside of it so you have two views up you have a thicker axial and then you might have a different orientation of the heart so that you clearly as you step through are able to visualize the RCA LAD and circumflex. Um, and our doctors who are reading in this type of way, it only takes about five minutes to read a case. Now, of course, when you have a more challenging case, they may be going into a curved reformat, and that will extend their time out. 
Secondly, um, we also offer what's called vessel analysis. And when you look at vessel analysis, this software was developed um, earlier when we were doing our vascular work, and we have actually moved it into the coronary area. And the vessel analysis, really what I'd recommend is to train your physicians on how to, or excuse me, train your technologists cardiac anatomy and actually allow them to do the processing. Um, with our vessel analysis software, it automatically brings up a 3D model, either a vessel tree or an angiographic view. And then you place points in the distal portion of the vessel, and then images are automatically generated of curved reformat lumen and MPVR views and cross-sectional images. Well, for your technologists, they can go in and place all the points on the coronary vessels and then save that data. And then for the radiologists and our cardiologists who are reading the exam, they just easily click on the um, <coughs> saved file. And then that saved file will bring them exactly to where the technologist was with all the images processed of the LED, the circumflex, the diagonal marginal branches, and the RCA. And then the physician can just read the exam. And this also speeds up the processing time for the physician who's reading. Now that's how we look at the coronary vessels. We also have functional software. So when you load in multiple phases of the cardiac cycle, you then can just easily um, the click on a button and it puts it into a movie format. Um, the software, if you click on our cardiac reformat, will automatically generate short and long axis views. And then you click on our cardiac button and it puts it into a beating fashion to look at the functional aspects of the heart. If you want to get um, quantification results of ejection fraction stroke volume, you can also look at what's called our quick ejection fraction protocol. And this protocol then will automatically track the volumes at end systole and end diastole and then give you um, ejection fraction results and stroke volumes in just a couple clicks of the software. So quickly you can review the coronaries and the functional information um, in a few different clicks. So that's pretty much how easy it is to read cardiac CTA. I would say though in the beginning it will take you longer to read a coronary CTA. It's probably going to take you about 20 to 30 minutes. But as you process more and more cases or your technologist process and you read, I think with a normal coronary CTA you can read it in under 5 minutes. Then when you get into a more challenging case it could go to 10 to 15 minutes routinely. When we have meetings, when we speak to radiologists and technologists, one of the biggest fears of cardiac CT is the question is, how do I learn CT? And from a GE perspective, what educational options do you provide uh, the GE customers? How do you manage that educational endeavor? Um, one of the biggest fears, I think, in starting cardiac CT is really where are they going to learn how to process and read the exams? for the physician. For the technologist, it's just the fear of the cardiac anatomy. You know, when, like I said earlier, when I was um, in x-ray tech school, we didn't learn cardiac anatomy. So when we took our CT boards, we didn't have questions on where the heart was, you know, what are the chambers of the heart, what are the coronary vessels. So I think, you know, where GE is heading in education is we have multiple different places for our technologists and our physicians to learn how to both scan for a cardiac CT, how to process for a cardiac exam, and then also to go and learn with physicians and technologists how to do the class, um, the CT exam. 
So first of all, we offer some training at our education, our healthcare education center in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, and they are Lightspeed VCT classes where you just learn the general overview of the VCT scanner, how to scan on the scanner, how to set up the protocols, how to do processing on the scanner. From there, we have some dedicated classes for cardiac, and it's actually a four-day cardiac CT class that can be attended by both technologists and physicians, radiologists, cardiologists, nurses could come up to the class. And here in this class, we're going to actually step you through on how to do a scan. We do have scanners at our educational institute where you can scan phantoms, so we'll run you through how to do a cardiac CT exam, and all the people in the class will actually be able to scan. From there, we take you into our... Um, AW lab and we actually will train you on how to process um, cardiac CT exams. We'll train you on the anatomy of the cardiac, the coronary images and the heart structure. Once you're comfortable looking at the anatomy and using the CardIQ Express software, we'll then move into the calcium scoring software. We'll train you on that. We'll look at our functional software. And then we'll also look at our electrophysiology software. So in the four days, you really get a full variety of what you can do with your cardiac CT scanner. Next, we have training courses for both the technologists and the physicians on site. So first of all, let's talk about the technologist classes. We have one class at Atlantic Medical Imaging in New Jersey with Dr. Dow. Now, Dr. Dow has done over thousands and thousands of coronary CTA exams. I don't know the exact number. So his technologists are very experienced. So you go there for a few days. Um, I think it's up to four days, depending on the class size. And you actually are there at their site doing coronary CTA live exams with the technologists as they're scanning patients. They, on average, do anywhere from 8 to 12 coronary CTAs a day. And then you go into their 3D lab, and they have 11 workstations in their lab. And then the technologists will train the other technologists how to process exams. We also have the same type of education course down at Cardiology Associates in Mobile, Alabama, with the technologists at their sites. Once again, this is a very experienced site. They do anywhere from 5 to 10 coronary CT exams. They also do different vascular imaging exams. And the technologists go and watch the cardiac CT exams being done. And then we have workstations down at his site also where they can actually learn how to process with one of the experts doing cardiac CTA. Then for the physicians, we have classes for both radiologists and cardiologists. And we'll, in these classes, we'll be able to read coronary CTAs to help them get their ACC, AHA guideline requirements or their ACR guideline requirements. We have both level one and level two or beginning and advanced courses with Dr. Dow and Dr. Earls um, in Atlantic Medical Imaging in New Jersey or Fairfax Radiology in Virginia. And those classes will do beginning of how to do cardiac CT and advanced how to do cardiac CT. In the beginning courses, it's more lectures um, and seeing just a couple coronary CTA exams and then learning the basics of how to process. When you go into the advanced courses that Dr. Dow and Dr. Earls teach, this is more like a little mini fellowship where you're actually on site and you're doing 10 to 12 coronary CTA exams a day. And we have both three and five day courses to help you get um, your requirements to review multiple cases. So the scans are being done, you're watching the scans, and then the images are sent over to the workstation labs. Both sites have about 10 workstations on site, and then you do all the processing of the exams. Dr. Dow's class is held strictly with radiologists, and Dr. Earls is radiologists and cardiologists can attend also. 
We also have three cardiology sites that do level one and level two training. Um, Dr. Callister in Tennessee Heart and Vascular, excuse me, Vascular in New Jersey, or in Tennessee. We have Dr. Min, who recently was teaching level one courses in our healthcare institute in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which will probably be soon moving out to New York. Um, he does work at Cornell University, but we'll be doing the classes out in Long Island. And then we have Dr. Budoff, who does level one with Dr. Kalsberg in Beverly Hills, and then a level two class at his site at Harbor UCLA. So level one and level two, both of those classes for the cardiologists will meet the requirements of the 150 cases with 50 of them mentored on site. So it's very exciting with the education that we have. You know, our goal really is to have the radiologists, cardiologists, and technologists all leaving these courses feeling comfortable in both scanning the coronary CTA and reading the coronary CTA exams. Another thing that we just launched is what's called Teach CTA. And Teach CTA is an interactive website that will also help you get your requirements of your mentored cases. And this is um, free access to any GE user with a um, CT scanner and what it does is it will have right now it has about 40 cases up on the site and it will be up to a hundred site a um, hundred different cases and these cases will walk you through the process of how to do a coronary CTA and how to read the exam there are um, different lectures up the sites that have been done with um, a cardiologist by the doctor named Dr. Hodgson um, we also have um, different cases and then we also have ways to get certification through the site so what the customer will do will we'll log on to the website they can go up and do a demo exam um, and then they can go and get access to like I said all the GE customers free access to the site and they'll walk through step-by-step of -step processing exams so when I pull up an exam and it's um, a coronary CTA exam like it will be example GE Lightspeed 64 they'll click on that it will then load up a case <clears throat> now this case has been processed by a physician has been dictated by a physician and there is a voice on there so they can step them through the exam. The first image that comes out is the scout view and it gives you the history of the patient. Then you click on another button and it will come up with the calcium score exam. So the axial images are loaded in to your computer and then you can page through the images and then the software asks you is there calcium in the left main, the LED, the circumflex, etc. And the user who's on the website actually can go and say yes or no. From there then they'll go into um, the axial images and they'll look at the different axial images, they'll look at the lung windows, they'll look at the medium steinum, and they'll ask different questions. Is there calcium in the aorta? Is there an aneurysm in the aorta? Do they have any lung nodules? And it'll walk them through a series of different questions. They go in and they check off if there's any abnormalities. From there then, they go into the actual coronary CTA exam and you'll see images of the left main, the LED, the circumflex, the right coronary diagonal and marginal branches once again it will ask you if there's diseases there and what the disease is and here the user can actually go on the image and then circle the area of abnormality once they've walked through that portion of the case then there's functional information on some of the exams and then they say if the um, functional exam is normal or abnormal and there's a series of questions for them to answer some of the cases also have the cardiac cath with them so they can look at the comparison of the cath once they walk through the whole exam 
Then from there, um, they get the experts read. So they'll click through the calcium score and the axials, the coronary images, and all the expert results will there, and they can do a side-by-side -side comparison of what they read versus what the physician read. So it's a really exciting tool for physicians, technologists, to actually go on and understand how to do coronary CTA. And then lastly, what we do is we also sponsor a lot of different symposiums. For example, the ESI Cardiovascular CT Symposium. You know, we're at Stanford. We're at a lot of um, um, just cardiac CT one-day courses, Dr. Fishman, that you actually sponsor. We talk at that. So you will see us talking at a lot of different symposiums just really to get the um, area of cardiac CT and the excitement generated throughout the community.